Howdy, howdy, fans, and welcome to episode six of the Nuts and Volts of Pro Wrestling. I'm T. Volts, and I'm coming to you today with a quick and dirty episode of the Nuts and Volts, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, I've already recorded this, and the recording did not stick. I pushed the wrong button, I bumped the wrong button, and I lost it all, so I'm starting from the top. Now, the reason that I was a little bit uncomfortable and I pushed the wrong button is because I am not in my normal studio. That's right, I am on the road, which also lends to the fact that I am going to be keeping Keeping this short and sweet, there will be no talk of Lonesome Dove as if I had anything new to talk about. Anyways, anyways, moving on, I am not going old school this time because every once in a while, something from current product catches my eye, and that's exactly what happened last week on September the 19th, NXT championship wrestling just kidding nxt television on the wwe network as the north american champion ricochet took on the uk champion pete dunn now why did this matchup happen well it all started with the undisputed era they were backstage and they were trying to harass ricochet when pete dunn stepped in and this led to them teaming up to take on the undisputed era typical booking maybe straightforward booking more like it i like nxt's straightforward simple storylines and of course the one hour format anyways in that matchup we eventually see the undisputed era pulling down in the way of a diving ricochet this lands in this ends up with ricochet of course landing on pete dunn then guess what we had a Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior incident here. That's right, the Eagles got involved, and that's how we ended up with this match between Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Now, let's talk a little bit about the background of these guys. Pete Dunne began training in 2006, of course, over in the UK, of course, and now... Now, he is the longest reigning WWE UK champion, or sorry, he is the longest, he is both the longest reigning WWE UK champion and the longest reigning WWE current champion also. He's held it for over a year, for goodness sakes. In 2018, that's quite impressive. Anyways, he uh, would go on to, uh, you know, work his way through the independent scene as many aspiring young wrestlers do. Uh, I believe it was in 2011, he started working for an organization called Attack Pro Wrestling. And in 2013, he worked for uh, uh, Mishinoku Pro, which we've all heard about. And then in 14, he worked for Revolution Pro Wrestling. And in, uh, well, it was both them and Progress. And then he was also known during that time to work for Shikara as well. And uh, I'm probably not pronouncing any of those right. I am only human. And in 2016, he found his way to the WWE for, of course, that UK tournament. Now, over on the Rick on the ricochet side trevor mann is what he was born as he would later become known as what was it Locke, i believe uh what was his first name Locke, Locke, Locke. i cannot remember let me know on the twitter i am at pw paper champion christian Locke, maybe was it i can't remember i think it was cameron cameron Locke. that's what it was i know it was a c name anyways uh he started wrestling, uh, of course, uh, like just like Pete Dunne did, working his way up 
through the ranks, learning things, uh, you know, as he goes. Uh, I believe he started in uh, 2003, and then he just worked his way up. I mean, this is what these guys do. If you've never been in the professional wrestling business yourself, you don't just start on television. You work your way up to it, which would become evident during this matchup, just how good Ricochet was, sorry, how experienced he was. Uh, he did a lot of work for Shakara and Evolve and Dragon Gate and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling, where a lot of us really got to know him. Uh, he was even in Lucha Underground, and then in 2018, very recently, he signed with the WWE. He was kind of one of those guys that was really making a name for himself on the independents, so I think some of us were a little bit surprised, but boy, has it panned out so far. Anyways, let's get to this matchup. We got Pete Dunne coming out to the ring really looking like a villain. Now, he's not exactly a villain per se. Uh, he's like a lot of guys in the WWE right now. They're kind of tweeners. Sometimes you like them, sometimes you hate them. They don't care as long as you make noise. Well, guess what? I care. And I like Pete Dunne as a villain. The problem is when they're so good at being a bad guy that they end up getting cheered. Uh, that's why I think they should turn Roman Reigns bad guy. And I don't just mean he does what he wants and the fans cheer who they want. I mean a legitimate bad guy. Guaranteed, then he would finally get over the way that the WWE is hoping that he gets over. Anyways, Pete Dunne, he just looks like a bad guy, doesn't he? He's not the biggest dog in the fight, but boy, he is mean. Now, Ricochet comes to the ring looking like Jerry the King Lawler. Why do I say that? I say, look at that robe. You're telling me that's not almost identical to one of the famous robes that Jerry Lawler used to wear in his heyday? I guess Ricochet is the new king. Anyways, this match starts out with a lot of back and forth, and Dunn really likes to work the digits, and he got quickly to work on those digits. By digits, I mean fingers. And we see a lot of UK style from Pete Dunn, especially early on in this matchup. And by UK style, I mean that catch-as-catch-can wrestling. Uh, that means it's a uh, joint manipulation, working body parts, and fluidly moving from one to the next with no space in between. I mean, they will literally go right down your body to the next one, not letting you loose at any moment. Very realistic, solid style that I really enjoy, especially when the person has that undeniable charisma. Now... On the flip side, Ricochet was also quite impressive on his ground game here. Someone that's not necessarily known for that, he was really showing a lot of skill early on in this match. Heck, they were both working seamlessly. You could really see that these guys have a lot of experience under their belt, more than just NXT. And I'll tell you what else was great to see, the crowd. The crowd was so into this match. Even with it being a mat-based match early on, the crowd was into it. See guys, it can work. The, can, the crowd can be loud. They can enjoy mat-based work when done correctly. Now, eventually, they do work up to the air game. They do work up to what Ricochet is known for, but they don't just do it right off the bat. They work up to it. It means so much more. Now, I would have liked to seen a little bit more uh, uh, time after some of these moves so I could digest it. I mean, these were some strong, solid moves. I would like to see them have a little bit more effect. And so does Pete Dunne, because he helps with that. He just knocks Ricochet down again, helping him uh, sell these moves a little bit longer. Now, I'll tell you what. Pete Dunne, he ties and he twists up Ricochet so much that it would put Randy Orton in that screwdriver that he gave to Jeff Hardy to shame. 
Uh, in fact, one of the commentators even says Pete Dunne is out there looking like a surgeon. I mean, he just twists and ties and takes apart uh, Ricochet piece by piece. I love that style wrestling match. And to tell you what, I wasn't the only one. The crowd was into every shot and every move here. And speaking of moves, Ricochet's moves are literally gravity-defying. Guys, say what you want. What you've heard about Ricochet is true. The hype is true. He has earned it, and I'm not the kind of guy that gets into that sort of thing, but i got to give props to Ricochet. The hype is true. Now, Pete Dunne is also true. He is true at grounding the high-flying Ricochet. He puts his hand down on the ground, and he stomps on it. That was gold. Even when the commentators say, he stomp, it's like he's stomping grapes in the wine cellar. And I tell you what, you could feel the pain. You could actually feel the arthritis in your hand watching that as these hand and digits get continually worked on by Pete Dunne. And then the crowd pans to this excited crowd, and I looked at that front row. You know what I saw? Making noise, I saw kids. I saw dads. I saw teenagers. I saw gray-haired ladies in the front row, excited, making noise, enjoying this match. Now, this is a professional wrestling match I can get into. And there was some stiff maneuvers, some stiff bumps going on that made you just cringe. You could just feel the pain. I'll tell you what, though. As much as I would enjoy in this match, they could have done half as much, and I think it would have been even better. That's right. They could have put their bodies through half as much and sold a little bit longer on some of these matches, or sorry, excuse me, some of these maneuvers, and it would have meant that much more. But I'm not complaining. I love this match. I mean, something so simple as a hand stomp, it meant so much because of the way they did it. I mean, who cannot identify with having their hand smashed? Watch this match, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Ricochet gets his hand stopped, and boy, he shows them teeth. Now, Ricochet, not a bad-looking dude, definitely in shape, does some uh, gravity-defying matches, but boy, he's got some Mr. Ed teeth, man. There is no denying it. And when he gets his hand stopped, <laughs> you can see that Mr. Ed teeth come out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and check it out. And they get a lot of mileage out of that hand manipulation, and I loved every minute of it. Now, eventually, we see a series of three moves from Ricochet. The guys, I can't even explain. They were that magnificent. But yet, Pete Dunne kicked out. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think we need to see three rapid, unbelievable moves just for Pete Dunne to kick out of. Uh, just a little bit too much for me. I want to stick back into that feeling uh, more realistic, maybe some more of that hand manipulation, or maybe just one of those three fantastic moves from Ricochet would have been great. But we do see a lot of great arm and hand selling by Ricochet still, showing the wares of this match, showing that he's been through a war and it's at this point that we see how they book their way out of this matchup and by that I mean the undisputed arrow runs in and messes this matchup there is no finish now some might complain that there was no finish I do not complain because here's why Ricochet is a North American champion I want him to continue on this upward trajectory he didn't have to take a loss here Pete Dunne longest reigning current WWE champion 
I don't want him taking the loss here. And he didn't. Undisputed Era, we're supposed to not like this group. They came in, they ruined this match. Guess what? We didn't like it. And then what happened? The War Raiders came in and ran off the Undisputed Era. We're supposed to cheer the War Raiders. And that's what we did. This is how you book your way out of this matchup. The tag teams then leave the ring. And guess what? Ricochet and Pete Dunne get a standing O. A great show of appreciation, a great show of respect from this crowd, and boy, they deserved every minute of it. Whew. Guys, if you didn't see this matchup, or heck, even if you did, go back and re-watch it. Go back and watch NXT from September, what is it, 19th, 18th, whatever. You'll find this match. I don't care if you watch the whole episode. Just watch that one match, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. All right, guys. I promised you a quick and dirty episode, and that's exactly what this was. And if you liked this episode, please let me know on the Twitter. I am at PWPaperChampion. And if you didn't like it, let me know, and let me know why, because, hey, I want to improve. I don't want to just waste my time here. Uh, anyways, guys, go back and check out, uh, if you got some time, our friends over at the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast. Some really funny stuff going on over there. Of course, check out the legendary Bill After on Twitter. He's at After One Wrestling. His podcast is at the After Chat for all information there. Some tremendous Blue Chew commercials. If there's one thing Bill after does it knows how to sell blue chew hey enough about that stuff guys i promise you quick and dirty until next time i am t volts and this is the nuts and volts of pro wrestling thanks for sticking by me and we'll see you next time and remember god is great Another time around.